Sit down if you want to. Right in the middle of what's going on. I'm in the middle of an interrogation. Take a seat, young Skywalker. The middle children of history, man. Middle of the day, Alfred? Please, take a seat there. Right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Stop the middle of the base hit! Meeting in the middle. They fought for the freedom of middle. 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 The middle of the middle. The middle of the war. Freaking ridiculous. Why don't we have a seat to talk about? No, not the middle seat. When you need a minute to look it over, it's time for a freeze frame, where Nate, Drew, and Jake of the middle seats, and this show is designed to pause and take a quick look at a different movie each week and see how it holds up with a closer look. These are always spoiler-filled reviews, but if you're curious about the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, look for the ratings timecode in the description down below. This week, we'll be freezing on the animated movie Sausage Party. Ketchup, mustard, oh, sausages and buns. Hey, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? Look at these big old buns. Waiting to get filled with my meat. Prepare yourself, little sausage. You're about to learn the terrible truth. They're eating children! Fucking children! Please and no, I forgot the familia! That doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? Uh, because it makes them stronger. Feck you, weenies. You don't want to fucking know. Alrighty, so that's just a quick little taste, if you will, about what Sausage Party is. It is a raunchy R-rated comedy about a grocery store in which all of the food and other implements throughout the world are actually alive. Sort of like a creepy, messed up version of Toy Story. It is Filled with a star-studded cast, which includes Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill, Bill Hader, Michael Sarah, Paul Rudd, Nick Kroll, Edward Norton, and many, many more. It is headed by Seth Rogen um, and features his frequent collaborator, Evan Goldberg, who also worked on Superbad, Pineapple Express, all those classic Seth Rogen films. And it was directed by Greg Tiernan and Conrad Vernon. And... What what can I say about Sausage Party? Who wants to just go into general thoughts about the premise, about the the humor, about everything that made this film the once in a lifetime kind of opportunity we got in movies? Let's start with Jake. <laughs> How to explain it? Well, I think a lot of things go into a lot of other things in this movie. Um, but yeah, Sausage Party is quite the trip. Um, it's obviously controversial. A lot of people did not like it. But I don't know, I, I've i seen it a few times myself now, actually. It's on Netflix, if you're daring enough. And I think it I think it holds up pretty well. I think it's funny. I think they got a great cast for it. I think it's obviously very original. Totally a, a stoner movie. Like, they clearly came up with the premise of these this shopping mart filled with foods and other appliances and things are really alive. And they think that humans are gods because they take us into the outside world, which they have no idea what it is. So... I would absolutely imagine they came up with it high on something. And then they just, they started writing. They started making up characters in the forms of buns and hot dogs and carrots and whatever else. And so not only is it original, I actually think it's funny because I do more often than not appreciate the Seth Rogen, James Franco humor. And I actually think it 
it gets shortchanged. Um, I actually think it's semi on this, the clever side, like more clever than people give it credit for. But I don't know. I'll let somebody else see what the what they think. Yeah, that that is essentially the premise of the movie. It's what if food had feelings and just seeing what happens when they get eaten. You know, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty out there. Uh, yeah. Drew, your your general thoughts on the movie. Um, I'm just reminiscing to when we first saw it um, back in the day. This is the rare movie during the summer where me, Nate, and Jake were all in the same place and we were able to see the movie together. So I'm yeah. reminiscing back two years ago, remembering that. And the besides the actual movie, uh, the thing that stood out the most to me remembering back to that time is when we were standing in line and there was a woman and a man with their five-year-old kid oh, and yeah. their probably seven or eight year old kid trying to get in and just remembering I've, I've been a movie theater attendant at least twice in my life. So just remembering the pain and agony going through the movie theater attendants face as he tries to explain to this family, like, no ma'am, this is, this is a dirty movie. It's got like orgies and stuff in it. It's rated R. Right. And it's a heavy R. And there's a point to me explaining this because we did get into the theater and we got our seats and everything, got our popcorn, got ready to enjoy the movie, knowing what we were going to get. And again, there were people in there with their children who either left 25 minutes in because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into or stayed the whole time because they're probably bad parents. Um, My point to all of that is that a misshaping of expectations might have played some role in any kind of negative backlash that there was. Because if you go in expecting a Seth Rogen and James Franco and his Rat Pack of people movie, I think it's one of the better ones they've done. I think it's one of the more consistently funny ones. Um, It goes to really shocking places. And Jake, you're absolutely right. Um, It is a way more clever than people give it credit for, especially with the allegories about religion. It is a lot deeper for a movie that features a literal douche as its villain. Um, (laughs) That nice little contrast that I think puts it a step above than your just general raunchy comedy. And there's a lot of raunchy comedy there. They take the easy way out on some jokes, but... Most of the time, it gets a laugh out of you just because of how far they're willing to go in conjunction with how much they're willing to do. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is not a movie that takes chances. I don't, I don't think it's controversial to say this is one of the most outrageous movies I've ever seen. Like one of right. the most ridiculous, yeah. holy shit movies you will ever see. It's one of those things where you – like a brief moment of calm where you're like, wow, okay, I think I've seen all I've seen. And then they lay this crazy visual on you, like a, a character that should not be alive that is alive, or uh, in like the third act when the food starts revolting. That whole <laughs> that whole turn that the movie takes definitely blows whatever expectations, whatever sense of normalcy you have watching the movie, and just takes a bazooka to it. Uh, and <laughs> you know what I love about it is that the whole time the rest of the movie around it, besides the dialogue and what the characters are actually doing, besides the plot and the dialogue, everything around it is filmed like a Pixar or a Disney movie. Yep. Like, there's fucking musical numbers, there's really uplifting music. And there's, there's stuff like, in every frame, like Pixar would do. Like, interesting world-building points. Right, there's earnest thing like, themes of love, but, like, you know, it's love in the way that, like, not Woody loves Bo Peep. It's a way of, like... It's sexual love. Right, exactly. It's, <laughs> right. I want to stuff you with my sausage. It's right. that and kind of make that abundantly clear from the get-go. Right. Even in the posters, man. I'm actually yeah. glad you brought up the, the parenting aspect because 
the first line in this movie is fuck. The very first line. That's what they open with. They go to the shopping mart. The sun rises. The food awakes. And Seth Rogen's character goes, fuck, we're late. It's happening. He, that's how he starts off. So, <laughs> And then it transitions into a song by fucking Alan Menken. Yeah, a pretty good who, song. <laughs> who wrote songs for like Aladdin and The Lion King. So like, hello, they are not only telling this really outrageous R-rated comedy, but they're kind of paying respect to the animated movies that made this possible, mm-hmm. that made this one unique. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's there's more to it than people give it credit is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with that. Even in its under, underlying themes and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll get things. Let's get into specifics. Um, let's go specific characters. Who do, we, who do we like from Sausage Party? I'm a huge fan of the douche. Uh, uh, He's a great I think. villain. <laughs> Nick think... Kroll was born to play him. Yeah, great, funny <laughs> like, villain. Honestly, the characterization is honestly kind of terrifying in its own right. I think the funniest part of the douche is actually the running gag they do with him where he'll say a line and it sounds like he's saying other foods' names and they'll pop their heads out and say, yes. oh, someone mentioned me? Yeah, and he's like, shut up, yeah. <laughs> One of the last ones he does, he's like he's like monologuing and he goes, he, it's, it's supposed to sound like, okay, so, but he goes, okay, so, and a, a thing of queso cheese comes out and he goes, that's a stretch and you know it. <laughs> yes, that is, that is a great one. <laughs> it, kill, it kills me like every time, it's so clever. I just love, I love how he's just like a GTL guy. Like yeah. Nick Nick Kroll played him as a guy that you see at like the gym, <laughs> yeah, and that's the big bad Jersey villain Shore. of the whole thing. It's perfect. I, it's that kind of humor that I wish there was more of throughout the movie that poked fun at the fact that they're literal food, um, but still taking the R-rated aspect of it and going all the way with it. Like there are definitely some moments where it's just regular stoner guy humor. Um, I think one like one of the weaker characters for me is the firewater character. Because half of his jokes, quote-unquote, are him just saying, I got super baked. Uh, B- Bill Hader That's has it. some pretty good lines with him. Like, he, yeah, he, delivers he has some well. good lines in it. Um, but, like, you can get that in any Seth Rogen movie. A character like the douche with the food puns and all that other stuff, like like sucking the juice box dry, you can only get that in Sausage Party, and I love that part of the movie. My yeah. personal favorite is Edward Norton Bagel. Very um, funny. <laughs> just because Edward Norton approached this role... He takes the role, okay, he's a Jewish bagel, and there's the Jewish Palestine him with him and the um, David Crumholz character. Uh, <laughs> and Edward Norton saw the role that was written for him and was like, I'm going to play this exactly like Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just doing a, like a random Woody Allen impression for the entire movie. Like, it, oh, that's so, that gets me every time. Every time he talks, I was laughing. Jake, you got a favorite? Um, I don't know if I quite have a favorite. I like I love both the characters that you guys said. Um, I think I have more favorite scenes than I do characters, like the Saving Private Ryan homage. Oh yeah, yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> with the with the noodles, putting his like stomach back in, and yeah, but, like <laughs> peanut butter, like holding jelly as right. it crashed. Like it's so it's brutal, but it's so clever. Like you can't tell me that's not smart. You can't. Well, tell the me best that's not part about that scene is when you flash back to reality for like those brief moments and it's literally just food on the floor right, and regular like a, a shopping cart. And, and then they <laughs> go back to the dramatic dusty scene where everything's exploding, people right. are dying, they're screaming, it's horrifying, and then they just cut back to regular old food. Yeah. Like that like scenes like that, I just go, Oh my God. That's so clever and so funny at the same time. Right. You watch this movie and then you don't want to eat for a while. 
because you're like, oh my god, I'm a monster. <laughs> I think the Jonah Hill character gets separated and ends up at the James Franco bath salt guy's yeah. house, and the toilet paper's like, you don't want to know what they do to me. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, and they, they do that with all kinds of things, and it's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the used condom takes the cake. Oh, there. I forgot I about that gonna, one. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up, but yes, agree. Uh, I'm I'm letting you get seared agreed. in your mind again there. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is probably the most disturbing image in the entire I, movie. I agree, and every time it's every time it you know it's about to happen, I just go, oh god. Yeah, because the way Not he describes that. it too, he's like, and then they, the splooch—they yeah. just stretched me open. <laughs> yeah, awful. Uh, it's gross. But, it, but again, you can't tell me even if it's like a lot of people just dismiss it as gross, but you can't tell me that's not a clever idea and premise and even writing. Right. And there are times I think I I don't think any of us will say that this has a hundred percent joke ratio hit. No, like no. it doesn't. It, there are there are quite a few that miss. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. But at the same time, I'm only looking for like seventy five to eighty percent to hit. And when the the jokes that are really good are so funny, like they're really well done. The execution across the board is really well. And I got to give props to not only Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, but Conrad Vernon and Greg Tiernan. You know, these are guys that worked on, like, the fucking Madagascar movies. And to adapt <laughs> the style of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's scripts to a $50 million low-budgeted animated movie and make it work for maximum comedic effort, that, that shouldn't go unsung. Like, they do a really good job of yeah. making everything as hilarious as possible. So so what doesn't work in this movie for you guys? It's, it's a weird thing because it feels nitpicky when I'll first say it, but it really got to me like as the movie progressed is just like the inconsistencies of what food wanted. Cause half the time food just wanted to do what food does. Like, um, and it's the most basic sense you have the sausage and the hot dog. They want to be paired together cause that's fitting for them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of times where food acts like people. Where they want to get high. They want to have sex with genitalia that they apparently have. It, it was just like, it's inconsistent because it wanted food to act in one way for a joke right. to land and then act a completely different way for a joke to yeah. land later. The orgy scene does not work with the way that food was pictured in during that orgy scene. Well, but that that's also an arc for me. That's an arc? They Well, they find out that there are no actual gods, and the ones that they call gods, human beings, aren't really what they think they are, so just screw it, do whatever the hell you want. That's what the orgy at the end is. Yeah, they don't act like conservative Christians anymore. I buy that, but I also buy what you're saying, Nate, too. I buy what both of you are saying. Like, it, it just changed what it wanted to whether it wanted to go for the stoner humor, the raunchy humor, or, like, the food pun humor. And all three are funny in their own right. I definitely wanted more of the food pun humor because that's just my sense of humor is all. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was just like the inconsistency throughout, and especially the orgy scene. Um, but that was a turning off point of the movie for me. Not because I'm uh, dressed in all white, like my dainty sensibilities here, but just kind of like it stopped being funny for me 30 seconds after it happened. And... <laughs> I'm sure other people will debate me on that, but that's just how I felt. Yeah, I mean, that's just your opinion. That's your style. <laughs> I I mean, I agree. It's it's definitely over the top, but it's purposely over the top. It's there to shock you. So mm-hmm. I kind of go, okay, fine, 
whatever. <laughs> well, it's certainly a joke first movie, and I think that is Nate. You're right. I think there is a problem with that at points. It distracts from what else they're trying to do, um, and I think that's really my only big problem problem with it at all is that you know it gets exhausting at points with how many jokes they're throwing at you and the fact that not all of them are landing um in a yeah you know there are certain movies like for me personally like i'm thinking of a movie like anchorman or stepbrothers which are like they're even a little longer lengthwise like sausage party is barely an hour and a half anchorman or stepbrothers are probably closer to like an hour 40 but the ratio of how many jokes hit are so good that you don't even notice it as you're getting exhausted mm-hmm. by certain jokes that are not working you just kind of want the movie to wrap up a little quicker. And sometimes that hurts. There's a, like a little bit of a stretch in between the food siege and like the middle portion of the movie where I was like, okay, this needs to pick up the pace a little bit. But then the finale is like completely <laughs> rousing. So it was okay. Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of how I, how I feel about it too. Not that I'm like, I have any such big problems with the movie. I actually generally do like it um, a decent amount, but there are just some stretches that are just, just don't end up as funny. It's just kind of story, and the jokes they throw in don't really stick, so it feels a little right. slow. Um, and a lot of a lot of the times, the joke is literally just a character swearing. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's funny. Maybe like the first time you see it, or like maybe like when the baby carrots are screaming as they're getting eaten. That's funny because they're infants swearing, but you can't pull that off for an entire movie. And unfortunately, this movie kind of just uh, sits into that safe zone for a lot of a lot of the. More meandering. Well, sections. I wouldn't say safe, but yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know, you know, what I mean. it's easy to sit, have a character say fuck. It's hard to come up with a clever joke. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, the reason we're talking about um, Sausage Party this week is because it kind of has like a connection slightly to the movie we're reviewing this week, The Happy Time Murders, um, which, of course, is the R-rated Muppet cop comedy that's out right now. Uh, and movies like that, Happy Time Murders, Team America, World Police, there are other movies that... You know, they take the R rating and they do a certain amount with it. I'm not speaking on my own thoughts about Happy Time Murders yet, but I'm just saying, like, there are movies that don't do this as well as Sausage Party does it. It's a hard thing to do, you know what I mean? Like, being really raunchy Definitely. but still having, like, a heart is a really tough balance to right. pull off. And the Apatow crew does a really good job at that, usually. There are people who just go, I don't find Seth Rogen funny, and that's fine. He's definitely an acquired taste. But I don't think he's an idiot, and I don't think he's just stoner humor. Like... His movies are still pretty well made, more or less. He's a very smart dude, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, him, him, Franco, Evan Goldberg, who's the frequent collaborator for them. Like, they they do good stuff, generally speaking. I would overall call myself a fan. All right, so let's take our figurative tortillas here and wrap it up, boys. Um, nice. Jake, on the seat scale, where would you rate Sausage Party? You know what? I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm, I'm going low, pl- low, low plush recliner. I think it's overall a rock solid movie. It's not, it's not great. It's not anything amazing, but for what it is and for what the concept is, I think it came out pretty well. And it's certainly ambitious. And I think it succeeds on a lot of the fronts that it wants to. And I think it's smarter than people give it credit for. Um, for some for some reason, I've probably seen it like four times now. Don't ask me why, but I have, <laughs> and I, I've liked it each and every time. I've enjoyed myself. I've seen it sober and I've seen it not sober. And it works every time. So overall, good movie. Nice. Drew, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely a plush recliner, I would say, for me. Um, it, I have a soft spot for these like fun, weird comedies. Um, and this one checks off all the boxes of something that I would enjoy with a big crowd. 
And we did have a nice crowd, and they seemed to be pretty enjoying it. And I, like I said, I worked at a theater for a while, and when I would walk in towards the end, when I'd have to clean the theaters in a couple minutes, uh, people were really into it. So it's one of those movies that, like, even if you're not loving it, you can be laughing at just how ridiculous it's getting and how uncomfortable it's making you. Uh, it evokes a reaction from you in some way. Not going to work for everybody, but they're making an interesting movie and a pretty funny one at that, and that's the important thing. Nice. You guys both went a little high on it. Um, I'm going to knock it down just one peg to a wooden seat. Not surprised. <laughs> it mostly just comes down to, to humor. Uh, there are plenty of jokes that do land in here. I think the high point of the movie for me is the meatloaf scene. Oh, we didn't even oh, talk yes. about that. Yeah. I know. That was I know, very I know. good. And I, I, I hate to bring it up at the end when we don't have a whole lot of time to talk about it, but that was everything the movie wanted to be with me. It was food-based humor uh, with just a ridiculously silly pun of literal meatloaf singing uh, with some pretty fun animation. And if the whole movie lived up to that kind of hype, I definitely would be much, much higher on it. it it's a fun... Uh, raunchy but still thoughtful kind of movie uh that definitely has its high points definitely has its low points but all in all it's a pretty balanced meal and i think i will leave it at that um i mean there's a lot to digest in this movie but yeah i think we pretty much covered it boo (laughs) boo all right so that's sausage party here's how you can get in touch with us at the middle seats please like comment and subscribe to our youtube channel the middle seats You can also listen to us on the go on both SoundCloud and iTunes. For questions, comments, and updates on the show, keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter, both at The Middle Seats. And if you like what you hear and you want to see more content, let us know and spread the word. That'll do it for this week's episode of The Freeze Frames at The Middle Seats. Keep that seat warm, everyone, and we'll be back soon.